So we're recording this after Australia Day, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post Australia Day, where some big awards were handed out. Uh, we'll just maybe recap the the three big ones that everyone uh, was was pretty excited to talk about on the day. Just it was the talk of the town. It was the talk, talk of the country. Almost talk of the uh, the globe. Was it? Yeah, people were people were discussing the. I mean, the, the first one would be the um, Taylor Swift being knighted. Yes, people were discussing that all over the world. That was uh-huh. a bit of a shock. Because uh, it's an archaic sort of uh, celebration, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's not even Australian or English. I know, but um, hey, if I was on the front line, I'd want Taylor Swift right next to me. I wish I knew her songs to make a pun here, but I don't know her songs. Oh, yeah, okay. Shake it off. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Mm. What else um, was there? The was... same day was the uh, Hottest 100 Beers, the local tap house's mm-hmm. competition to find the hottest beer in the land, and that went to Prince Philip. I know. Uh, it was a bit of a shock there. What did you... I didn't even think I tried a Prince Philip. I had it at five. You had it at five? Five, yeah. Hmm. Just snuck him in. Hmm. Just last minute. And you didn't have him at all? No, I don't think I even tried one. Oh, well, you can't vote if you haven't tried. No. Um, and then the... So the the hottest 100... Triple J's hottest, the yeah. music one, which is kind of the the one that everyone is talking about. There's a lot of... Uh, Good, good-natured. Hey, I think the hottest 100 beers is more engaging than yep. the uh, the music. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that's from people that are now 35. Yes. And why you listen to a youth radio station? Mm-hmm. Um, but the winner of that was Gwyneth Paltrow's Steam Vagina. I did not see that coming. Who would? We're back. Ooh, I we had a little looking. bit of a uh, bit of a holiday from yeah. the program. It's been almost two months. When I say we had a holiday, you had a holiday. I, I did have a holiday. I didn't um, do anything. Can you maybe give a quick recap while I pour these beers? I would love to. All so right. our last show, what what? Uh, probably a solo recap. I shouldn't be asking you questions, should I? Uh, but yeah, we've had probably about two months uh, off to. Uh, re-energize and just get pumped for bring our best selves back. And you went to uh, New Zealand to sure did. Uh, have a bit of a trek around. And how about uh, you take up the story from here? Because well, I probably can't <laughs> retell it as well. <laughs> um, well, I mean, for a start, the, the beer that I'm pouring is actually one that I picked up on my, my New Zealand journey. This is out of Omaru, which is a small town. Not that small. I guess smallish in the greatest schemes. Uh, south of Christchurch, maybe about two hours south, I think. And this is uh, from Craftwork Brewery. They are basically a, a homebrew setup, and they're doing sort of farmhouse styles, uh, Belgian styles. Yeah. Exclusively? I think they've done a couple of IPAs. Okay. Um, but this one in particular, and all the ones that I tried, I tried two different saisons. There's a saison pois, which is like a had pear juice yeah. in it. Wow. Um, there's another one that I can't remember that I tried. And then this the, this grisette that How I got. How did the pois work? It was what's, good. I didn't love it. The other what one was I it like? Lo- what sort of pear character was in it? Was it uh, sounds because yeah. to me at first I'm going maybe it's too sweet. No, it wasn't too sweet. It just kind of had that um, 
almost like you know when you you cook, cook some pear yeah. and you kind of get that I guess quite sweet but the the beer itself had sort of a big yeasty character and it was quite dry so it it definitely worked it wasn't it was a really good beer and I, I really enjoyed drinking it but it, it definitely wasn't my favorite of theirs um, my favorite of theirs is the one that I'm, I'm pouring at the moment is a little bit shaken up so it's a bit frothy so it's taking yeah. me longer but this is a, a grisette um, it's it's actually called it's spelt grisette um, oh I see what you mean it's, right it's made of spelt which is a bit strange uh, grisette's a weird style for those not familiar with it um, it's kind of like saison but for miners and not farm workers and Apparently it was called a grisette because the people, the ladies serving it would wear grey smocks and grisette means grey. Uh, I th- think I'm under the impression that the difference between a grisette and a saison uh, is a little bit blurred. Um, yeah, I remember looking it up when I first heard the term and um, I couldn't find anything definitive <laughs> stylistically that was that much different. Yeah, but it I, was that sort of regionality. Sort I of think uh, maybe, I mean, saison can be hundred different things really yeah um but i think this does traditionally have a little bit more wheat or have some wheat and a saison doesn't or uh, yeah it's all pretty pretty blurry yeah. but this doesn't have any wheat anyway it's actually got spelt, spelt hence right. the name um but yeah this is six percent no 5.5 so i think again it's probably more modern um you know, because it would have been what three and a half. I think three and a half, yeah. three was the, the traditional. Um, also with the golden sugar added as well. Um, so yeah, I, I'll pass you this glass. I'll pass you this glass. It looks kind of cloudy a little bit. Very yeasty. Maybe that might, yeah, okay. Um, I was hoping to catch up with these guys when we were over there. I just didn't get a chance at all. Um, we. Spent some time in Christchurch, though. Uh, I put a little bit of up on my blog about sort of Christchurch beer. Visited the Three Boys Brewery. That was fun. Um, they make they make some really good beers. Their oyster stout is is just it's like a perennial classic. Yep, and they're going to put that in cans soon. They told me so. Awesome. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Was there anything special on? They had a smoked ale. Okay. Uh, really nice, sort of manuka sm- honey smoked malt. Um, you kind of got that honey smoke aroma and then it was nice and dry uh, would have been great sort of for a, for a barbecue kind of a beer yeah fair enough um, Two Thumb Brewery was another one I visited who are still getting the brewery put in the contract brewing at, at Three Boys still um, but this is a, a guy um, who's set up they're doing a couple of regular beers now they've got a pale and an oatmeal stout uh, both really good um, the oatmeal stout was was fantastic so definitely keep an eye out for them. Keep an eye out for um, True Thumb. Yeah, he's going to do some more small batch stuff once they get the brewery up and running. And um, Really nice guy um, and really focused on getting it right. Um, so he's taking his time, making sure that he is um, not putting out you know flawed beers. Um, he's really stringent on quality control and, and that kind of a thing. So something that I really like and it's, um, yeah, it's exciting it's to see. It's important though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then I also visited Twisted Hop. Very good. Uh, didn't visit their, their brewery itself, didn't get time, but had a bit of a chat with the head brewer at their brew pub, or their, their pub, sorry, that serves their beers. They had four cask beers um, out of the hand pump and then two regular ones and then maybe half a dozen um, New Zealand taps, so eight wide and, and um, I think there might have been a Liberty beer there as well. Really good brew pub. The 
guy behind the bar um, loved talking beer. Like he was just excited just to be chatting beer. Um, and their session IPA on, on the cask was just beautiful. Oh, yeah? Because um, session IPA, I don't know, let's leave that semantic argument out of it, but I've always found them a bit thin sometimes or a little bit over, a bit too much bitter and the body is not there. Um, but on cask, it kind of worked. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because sort of it would naturally bring some body back. And yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, also visited Castle's brewery. Didn't actually sort of have a chat to anyone. Just went and sat at the bar and had a couple of beers. Again, they do hand pump beers. They do a really, really good um, milk stout. Their milk stout's really good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Christchurch, there's plenty going on in the brewery space. You know, there's still Harrington's, there's Galbraith's. Um, we stayed at Pomeroy's Pub that also oh, yeah. has a Four Avenues Brewing at the back. Um, again, I didn't actually get a chance to, while we're staying there, I didn't get a chance to, to check out the brewery, but the the bar itself is, is great. Um, yeah, I always see like social media pictures of their tap lists mm. and all this sort of stuff. It looks like a fun place. Yeah, so they have, I think, 16 taps and they have a couple of hand pumps. We just had yeah, three or four beers and a meal and it was real, it's just a good pub. You know, it's it's not flashy. It's just a traditional English kind of pub, and they've got little cottages attached where you can uh, spend the night, which is very handy. Yeah, nice easy walk home. Very good. I think I mean Christchurch with the earthquakes. You know, it's still rebuilding, but it's really um, an interesting city. There's heaps of public art sort of built around the earthquake damage. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend if you're heading to New Zealand, make sure you you don't overlook Christchurch because you know it might be. You might think it's a bit, you know, not much no, there. it certainly sounds like there's plenty there to hmm. um, tantalise. What do you think is beer? I really like it. It's got a really nice yeast character. A little bit spicy, really it's dry. It's got an initial um, whack of sweetness, but then it dries up and it actually finishes really dry. Mm. This is the kind of beer, I think when I first tried it, I sort of had finished it before I even yeah, had a chance to think about it. Um, just really well made, really, really just precise. And we'll be talking about Saison's actually in the main part of this. So similar to Grisette. Um, oh, that was sort of the uh, motivation for the beer. And then the next beer that we've got is a Grisette. Yeah, so we've got two Grisettes and then we'll talk some Saison's. Did you get up to anything exciting in your... Exciting? Mm. Uh, no. I'm heading across to America in uh, April. So uh, therefore... The purse strings are being tightened just a little bit to uh, get some funds put aside for that. So there's nothing terribly exciting coming from my life at the moment. It's a bit upsetting and depressing, isn't it? <laughs> just the way you put it. Yeah. Like, you're sitting here drinking a beer and doing a podcast. That's pretty exciting. That's true, yeah. Should we run, run through some news and happenings? Let's, shall uh, we? So the, fir- <laughs> the first one that I've got, I've got on my list here, Two Birds Brewing and Parrot Dog Brewing have kind of done a little bit of a team up yeah and we were hoping to get sort of a, an official explanation of this but we didn't we got some response but they didn't get it the full details back in time no uh, but Parrot Dog are brewing their beers in a, at Two Birds out in Spotswood here in Melbourne so it means you know if you're going to be drinking a Parrot Dog beer in Melbourne um, probably in Australia out of a keg it's going to be a lot fresher it's going to be real fresh yeah that's right I think that's great Great idea, absolutely. Mm. Mm. And I'm assuming it's going to work the same way back in Wellington? Is that not the case? Or? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what sort of capacity they have at, at Parrot Dog. True. I um, think it's only a pretty, it's a pretty small brewery, isn't it? Mm. But we'll um, try and clarify that. Yeah, and get um, some full details about that. We're going to try and get a chat with um, Jane and Matt, but 
uh, time constraints were very, very exclusive. Definitely were against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other news, the first stone um, shipment is arriving that's not the Enjoy By. So it's Stone Brewing Co. Enjoy By was air freighted out um, within five days, I think, it Something was like in that, Australia. Yeah. And then the rest of it is forthcoming, and yep. that's going to be launched at Forrester's Beer Hall on Friday, is it? Uh, 13th, so Friday, 13th, Friday so week. A couple of weeks, yeah. Week yeah, away. so we'll, uh, obviously we'll get this out. So I think he's going to be in Sydney and Melbourne. I'm not sure if he's going anywhere else, Perth or Adelaide, but that's Mitch Steele from, from Stone, who's the head brewer there, quite famous in terms of he wrote pretty much wrote the book on modern IPAs, um, kind of literally and figurative, figuratively. Mm-hmm. Certainly is a um, uh, he's the man when yep, it comes yep. to brewing IPA. So I think maybe the Foresters event is sold out um, for the actual sort of sit down and chat, but yeah, if you're around, maybe get along and see if you can get a taste at least. Because uh, you, the one that I missed from the previous shipment across when Greg was out uh, that you enjoyed was the go-to that mm. was a good one did you, did you say yeah the session IPA go-to was um, so that's going to be one of the ones that's boring so um, if you get the chance pop along and have a go they've also announced they've dropped a couple of their beers a couple of their core range and they're adding a black IPA to the Enjoy By series oh right okay. which is interesting do you know what they dropped off mm, Levitation okay uh, which is their Amber Ale yeah which is one of the few that I've tried. It's pretty I, good. I really yeah. like that. Uh, so are they dropping it out of the core and doing it seasonally? or just? I just, think it's dropped altogether. Just um, cutting it out. Okay. And their black IPA, whatever that's called. I don't think I've had that one myself. Yeah, neither have I. Sublimely, sublimely Self-Righteous? Sublimely is Self-Righteous. the black IPA? I don't know. Yeah, so I guess we're going to um, see a bit of a wave of their beers. A big marketing push. They're, they're the kind of brewery that doesn't do things by halves. Mm-hmm. If they're going to push into a market... I'm going to push into a market. And I I did see a couple of comments when the um, Enjoy by people were rushing for it, and I, I was one of those people. I was really keen to try it. Um, people saying, you know, there are so many good local fresh IPAs. How come people aren't rushing to get them? I think that's a bit unfair. People just yeah. want to try the, the best, and yeah. those guys are known as the best. But also people know that it'll be gone, and mm. fresh local IPAs will be around. Yeah, that's also true. Close-minded thing to say. Also, I think uh, it's a... Those guys do great marketing. They do really good beers. I think local brewers maybe could look to them to, to see what they're doing to, to see why they've been so successful. No doubt. Um, they were a force um, in the mm. exploding US scene for the last decade. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um, we are hoping also to get an interview with Mitch Steele um, for the show. Good name, huh? We're loosely, we're penciled in. We're not locked yeah. in. So fingers crossed for I've that. got an update for you on that, by the way. Okay. I'll inform you about off-air. Okay. Man, that's that's tantalizing Isn't for it? listeners. Our good friends, the Yeasty Boys, we need, to, we need to talk about them. They have done a GoFundMe. Go pledge me? I think you might be wrong both times, but it's okay. like that. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah it's like a Kickstarter yeah. campaign, but for a sheer offer. Uh, similar, I guess, to the BrewDog one. But mm-hmm. I think this is closer to actual shares where the Brewdog one is a bit, you know, a bit more of a club. We've been there, yeah. Uh, so they were hoping to raise $500,000. They thought they could do it in 24 hours. Closer uh, to 24 minutes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it was right on 30 minutes. Yeah. I was in a, a meeting at work and I came out of the meeting and I thought, oh, it's been up for 15 minutes. So I was hesitant to look because I didn't want to feel bad if they had nothing. 
They had three hundred thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable! It's amazing. Um, Two hundred twelve investors. Yep. Getting in and a couple of fifty thousand dollars investors. Or I think one and a couple of twenty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, to, isn't it? Um, pitch and they. Uh, so they're using it to to push into the UK. But yeah, I think it's um, I think it's testament to how much people love those guys. Yeah, it's uh, it is yeah exactly what it is because mm. they're a very just. You, you can't not like the Eastie Boys. Hmm. Even if you don't like the beers, they are just really, really nice people. Just and they, great personalities. Just good, good beer people. They also go out of their way to to support other brewers, and and you know they 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 are sort of beer lovers first and foremost, uh, which is great. Hmm. Undoubted. So good on them. Good on them. Yeah, absolutely. The other one, uh, more locally, is <coughs> the Riverside Brewery up in Sydney. Um, founder and, and brewer Dave has left. Dave Pannon um, has left, yeah. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, we were talking about it just before. Like, we don't really know a lot about um, the Sydney scene too much, so it was a big surprise to us. It could have been a big surprise to them as well, but um, not really having a, that close hmm. knowledge. He's um, talking about doing another project already. Um, it's kind of a watch the space, I believe. So, yeah, definitely watch the space. Sounds pretty exciting. Hmm, hmm. Um, I wish him all the best. Uh, and the the big news that we sort of alluded to in the um, cold opening was the hottest 100 beers, which has generated a lot of discussion. It's every year. I mm. mean, whether it's good discussion or not, a lot of complaining. <laughs> and <laughs> like, any list though is going to get complaining, isn't there? People complaining that you know, oh, we need to maybe change it. Like it's a bit of fun. <laughs> like hop hog. And I, people, you know, Hop Hog, it always wins. And I, I sort of coincidentally just bought some Hop Hog like the night before because um, I was in a bottle shop and that was the, the best beer there. It was great. Yeah. It like really for, for Australia Day, I wanted to get like just a, an easy four pack just to get. So I went and grabbed a, a four pack of that. And it's such a good beer. There's a good reason why it's so successful. Yeah. The, the list was interesting. There's a few surprises. The, um, Fortitude Noisy Miner IPA was in the top 10 I think it was number 7 something like that yeah uh, I also took the chance to get a, a growler of that on the day of the, the, the list and I was sort of surprised to see it get up there um, I wonder if it got a big local vote or they had a big push up there I don't know much about the brewery at all but I really enjoyed the beer deserved deserves to be high up for sure, but yeah, it seems surprising to see it get so high with you know a small footprint. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, a couple of points. Uh, our friend Scott got his Wolf of the maiden Willows beer. Wolf of the Willows yep. maiden beer only been around for a couple of months, probably, but snuck in at a number hundred. So that's a really great effort. Yeah, from a limited opportunity. Yeah, good work. Um, and I think that's kind of testament to how good that beer is for mm-hmm. a well-worn style it's you know basically a, a pale um, mm-hmm. extra pale ale but you know really just a pale in the greater scheme and it's a really good beer so. had that in the sun outside at the Gertrude had a pint of that it was just magnificent that's mm. a good beer mm. good on your sky Boat Rocker Ramjet yeah, that's another one that I think I feel like if the Hottest 100 is done in the middle of the year that <laughs> yeah. would have done, that would have <laughs> polled really highly and because I had one I had one on the fridge actually um, yesterday, and I was like, "Man, this is." I forgot how good this was. You know, six months ago, I was loving it, and so it's a whiskey aged imper- whiskey barrel imperial stout. Um, 
That's a really good beer. It's a fantastic beer. 67. So mm. it's in there. But um, Yeah, yeah. It probably and hasn't been released in the voting period. No, it was So that, it might not be on the, yeah, on maybe. the mind of that many people. And so. it's hard to dissect, I guess, every every beer as yeah, well. Exactly. Um, you know, it's hard to know how people vote. Any any surprises for you that, that stood out? Uh, what's the one that stood out? I was just a little bit surprised that sort of what a local... Not perennial favourite, but uh, Moondog's Love Tap didn't get a nod. That sort of popped up in the 60s last time around, I think. Mm. Um, And it seems to be like on tap at loads of places. Yeah. So, I don't know. It has been the the one that they're pushing um, quite a bit. They had a couple of beers in there, didn't they? Jumping the shark. Yeah, um, Uh, just on that one, I I had that uh, after the count because I saw that the Jumping the Shark for 2014 got in there so not as high as it was last year for the first jump in the shark but I don't think people enjoyed the 2014 version as much as the 2013 the version beer so I sort of like just sat on a few bottles and di- didn't bother cracking it for a while but I um, I opened one up it might have been that weekend and it's fantastic it's from- um, is it possible there's bottle variation with that because not sure because it's what it's, it's an imperial red yep uh, saffron with the saffron and aged in Hungarian oak barrels mm. and that oak character in the in through the red really leaves a great character that I really really enjoyed so mm. uh, I also did, I did hear there was it was kind of hot because mm. it's a it's a big ABV beer as well so that it, it the, I don't know how long it's been out for now maybe six months or so but uh, maybe that that sort of hot character just mellowed out a little bit but I thoroughly enjoyed it um, when I had my bottle so I might even think about picking up another one or two yeah it's still around isn't it yeah yeah because the the discussion I've seen around that beer is some people just hate it completely mm. and then people really like it I, I haven't tried it so I, I can't comment but I'm wondering if there is some you know like so much different different ingredients maybe the saffron sunk to the bottom and it's coming out more and less and other possibility other beers uh, I don't really know the there's also um, two noticeable drops in uh, beers that I I thought was interesting. Go on. The Little Creatures IPA uh-huh. dropped from five to thirty. Did it get to five last year? Then? Yeah, it was five last year. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't like it last year at all, and then I had one this year. It's tasting great. It's tasting way better than it was the year before. I think maybe <laughs> the the launch and the release kind of gave that a bump, and you know the distribution they have, and then. Um, it kind of it was in the greater conversation at least so, yeah. yeah okay but in terms of actual taste I would have preferred to see it higher this year um, and Holgate Temptress kind of perennial favourite yeah it's sort of it. always well, I don't know I don't know what it was last year 14 last 14, year yeah but it's always like I think since the inception of the list it's sort of been top 10 or there, there and about yep. for a long time so um, hmm. I guess that's the evolution of the list though isn't it so have you I'm had that beer recently yep how does it taste? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's interesting, and it's kind of that debate around, you know, classic beers and, and people forget about them, and uh, I guess it comes back to Greg Cook from Sam Adams. Koch from Sam Adams. I think he pronounces it differently. No, Jim. not Greg, sorry. Jim, Jim. Cook, yeah. Jeez. Um, you know, complaining that... that beer lovers don't like his beer anymore because it's not on at some of the geekier pubs and I think 
beers that have been around for 10 years, like the Temptress or, you know, Sam Adams Lager, which has been around longer, there are so many more unique and interesting beers out now that it's kind of, they don't, I don't know if they hold up that well. They're still, it doesn't mean they're bad beers. It just means that, that tastes are evolving and, and people are looking for something a bit different. So, I think, yeah. Like, I think there's also a few sort of chocolate stout, chocolate porter style, like sort of beers. So, if you were up for that kind of thing, once upon a time you don't, you'd go for temperatures every time. Whereas yeah. nowadays you might. Well, pr- praline was the the kind of um, I don't know the, the big jump for this year, and that that was the you know it's got a bigger mouthfeel. It's got chocolate and and hazelnut. And That's another one that um, at Gab's I enjoyed, but the taster was enough. And um, so how how were what six months. No, I can't be that old. But the actual bottle I mm. cracked a couple of weekends ago, and it had mellowed out again and tasting really, really good. So, okay. Um, again, I mean, a champagne bottle of it is still quite a lot of that yeah. sort of beer, but um, it's still it's evolving nicely, though. It's definitely my least favourite of their beers, uh, and that's just purely because I don't like the overly sweet mm-hmm. adjunct beers. You know, personal taste, I'd, I'd rather... I like their farmhouse red a lot more. But um, that, that came in at number five. And I think it's it's a good result for, you know, a beer like that, a, a big yeast character, but also mm-hmm. adjuncts. And I think if you... And I think their next beer was the Creek, wasn't it? The yeah, next Creek. highest rated. Yeah. yeah. Good on them. They're put, putting out some great beers. They are. Uh, I yeah, picked up a few of their beers the other night and, and just loved all of them. Um, I, I really like what they do. Uh, and they're, I think they're experimenting with some local wild yeast as well at the moment. That's so, fine. Um, I really, I really, that, you know, that's the kind of beer that I, I like. I like the the sours, obviously. And so yeah, good to see they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is if you look at the top four from the Hottest One Hundred, which have been the same for the last three or four years, you got Hop Hogs, Total Wood, Little Creatures, and Four Pines. Yep. They, I think they're being voted because they're sort of. You know, they're best at what they do. They're all really good at what they do. Whether or not they're, they're the hottest beers, probably not. But if you look at the next few beers, the next two for, you know, Praline and, and 70, uh, 777 IPA, um, I'd say they're probably the hottest beers. Yeah, going. yeah, absolutely. That's a good That's a good point. And I, I looked, and I think Summer Ale, Mountain Goat Summer Ale was up there as well. So I think if you discount the ones that are always up there, in terms of the hottest beers, Praline's probably the hottest. Yeah, that's a fair point, and that's probably accurate. So, hmm. yeah, it was a it's a good top ten because you sort of knew what was going to be top five, but um, yeah, six through ten was fun. Hmm. Hmm. And it's always like a question of um, accessibility through distribution on how well beers go. So, um, having Tusk come in at ninety seven or whatever it was, hmm. it's a great effort. Because that was an extremely limited. So that was the the feral um, double IPA that they they launch once a year or twice a year now. Oh, I don't know actually, um, but it's so one of those ones that it's a uh, fresh is best, and I think it's I think the bars that get it are obliged to tap ta- it as soon as they yeah as soon as they receive it for maximum freshness. And I think it's just a ten keg release that gets sent around the country. So um, for that to get enough votes to get into the list is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Uh, I would love to see, and I know a lot of people have been calling for seeing the number of votes. Okay. You know, I'd love to see the difference between how much feral gets versus how much, sorry, hop hog gets versus, you know, how much tusk gets. 
It'd be, I think that'd be interesting to see. I don't think they, they said they won't put it out there. Um, I don't know what the reasoning is, but... Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. I, what about, like, a percentage of votes? That'd be interesting too, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be good. Because, uh, yeah, you'd love to know the difference, like... Is there a five vote difference? Yeah, between... like is is Hop Hog close to being toppled? Or yeah. yeah, and and right now with craft beer exploding so much, I'd love to know how many more people are voting now than two. Yeah, years absolutely, ago. that'd uh, be fascinating. Hmm. Hmm. If you're listening to this tap house team, come on, the people. Yeah, want. come on, give us the stats. But all in all, uh, really interesting day watching the beers roll in. I I always enjoy it. Um, I. I hope there's a bit of a shake-up next year, but if there's not, it doesn't really matter. It's just a bit of fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? How's your beer going, by the way? Uh, I'm really enjoying this. It's um, probably it's great for what the weather should be. Because mm. w- w- here we are at the start of February, and uh, the, the umbrella is the most mm. key accessory at the moment. You know what? On the way here... <laughs> I was um, walking in the rain and I stopped at the crossing to cross the road and some guy was already there and he looked at me under under his umbrella and he's like, aren't we a couple of saps out here in the rain? And I was like, well, I've got to get somewhere. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Dave, you're a sap. And we both, we both had umbrellas. So I'm like, we were both as equipped to handle the situation as we possibly could be. But yeah, he still wanted to bring me down. Hey, yeah. maybe he's just another human trying to reach out and make a connection with another yeah, human, right? Yeah, he's just making... He's yeah. trying to make connections as he goes. Yeah, I guess You're so. too busy on your bloody phone or your social media or whatever your kids do. I was just listening to some rock and roll, huh? Yeah. Yeah, rock and roll music the kids listen to. Your dubstep. Yeah, <laughs> bit of Skrillex. Um, no, this beer is magnificent. I, I, This is the kind of beer I want when I, I see Grisette Saison. Um it's dry, it's juicy, there's... You can get on. that, like, you can sort of detect the spelt briefly, and then... What does spelt bring to a beer? It's kind of like... I've eaten it, but I can never really... Well, the characteristic that I think of, it's kind of like buckwheaty a little bit. Mm. Um, and you get that a little bit. So spelt, I guess, are kind of wheat. I guess so. God, we should have looked this up first. Shouldn't we, yeah. Before saying... Story of our life, huh? Before saying it's, it doesn't use spelt, so it doesn't use wheat, so how... <laughs> yeah, good point. Someone, um, someone's sitting there going... Just pulling their hair out and unsubscribing. Don't, don't email us. <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, I'll look this up when I edit mm. it. Speaking um, of emails, do you want to go through our non-Victorian news that we received? What non-Victorian news? Yeah, that's right. Oh, good yeah, point. Yeah, Um so yeah, putting out more shouts. Someone said they were going to email us in the new year some news. I can't remember who it was. That doesn't really add anything well, to the show, then, does it? Email yeah. through. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's take a short break. Let's finish this delightful beer off, and then and return we'll, with some more Grisette. Hmm. And then we'll talk about some uh, saisons. Sounds fun. Great. Welcome back. So, in the break, uh, in not, down time. not this break that we just had, no, no, but, no, no. but the break... Um, in the festival, festive season break. Yeah, festival festive season, season break. We took the chance 
to took the chance. He got together and watched <laughs> basketball and drank beers. Yeah, yeah. So we got together, watched basketball, drank beers. Um, but we made th- those beers a blind saison tasting. We both really like the style saison, which is a such a big category anyway. Um, it can be anything from a, a wild Brett with some maybe lacto to you know a pretty basic three percent. Table beer what almost. the initial purpose of yeah. the farmhouse style was all about. Yep. Um, so in well, this particular case, we sort of thought we would try and do the blind tasting around local um, straight saison. I guess that's a yeah, so just non wild or anything like that. Just to just your straight up and down, no wild yeast, no spices. Just to I guess give a jumping off point um, for the world of saisons and and how they all hold up together. So we went collecting saisons. We wanted six. What did we end up with? I think we had four in there, or was it three? Three locals? I can't even remember. Yeah, yep. yeah. It yep. was, um, we, we got the Bridge Road Chevalier Saison. Yep. We got La Serene, the regular Saison. Yep. Uh, and the uh, Black Dog State Hop Saison, was yes. that all? Yep, that was the three local ones. And we thought we'd put them up against three Belgians. Uh, now, I know we said, that it was going to be straight saison, so no crazy yeast or, or spices. But we decided to throw in a phantom saison. Uh, no one's really sure what sort of yeast he uses. He kind of keeps a little bit secretive. Uh, I don't think he just uses a straight up saison yeast. But we thought that'd be fun to put in there anyway. Um, so the phantom saison, the saison Dupont, and the saison de—I don't know how to say it—the Durank saison. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Saison Dupont, I mean, we, I really wanted to put that in there because it's the... That's like a benchmark sort of Saison, the, isn't it? Yeah. For your sort of clean, um, classic Saisons, that's that's the benchmark. That's what people look for. I think that's probably what all the Saisons that we tasted, other than the Phantom, were, were aiming for is that. Probably, kind of, yeah, um, that, that sort of style. Oh, well, probably not the La Siren. I know that they kind of probably looking for the more funkier side of, of Saisons than a Dupont. Anyway, but that was the motley crew of six saisons that we decided to taste uh, blind, and we did it. Um, uh, we had uh, Emma as a steward, brought them out um, two at a time, one local, one Belgian, uh, and we. Do you want to go through the scoring system? Not in, no. not in detail. Basically, well, we had a, a, a loosely based around the BJCP. Um, uh, Scoring system. Yeah. So we just developed our own, like out of fifty. Yeah. So it's going to be painful. To we're, go not gonna go through, we're not going to go through the scores, um, but that's that's how we sort of compared what we and, were tasting. Anyway. And we use the BJCP as a loose guide. I, I don't want to go. You know, I don't want to sit there and be too technical about it. But um, you know, the saison BJCP. You know. And also because we were both scoring, we had to sort of have a, a calibration starting yes. point. Yep. Um, do we want to oh, just... We're explaining about scoring. It's boring. Yeah. So, no. yeah. Would well, you want to say who who, who won? Um, or who won for you, actually? Uh, I had uh, pretty clearly... Where's my scores? Yeah, I had pretty comfortably I had the Lacerine Saison on top. But this did bring out some like interesting results different from what we were probably thinking. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think going into this, I thought the Bridge Road Saison would have done really well. Yep. I was under the impression that we're both Lacerine 
fanboys, mm-hmm. for want of a much better term. Homers? Uh, hey? Homers? As in that's our hometown, Saisonnery. Oh, right. Okay. Saisonnery. Saisonnery. Um, uh, and I, I, I was going to be under the impression that we'd be thinking that, that, that that's going to be the winner. Yeah. But the old dog, Chevalier Saison, was going to yep. back up with some solid scoring. And um, I really wanted to be surprised by Saison Dupont because I don't like it. Uh, I and I thought that I maybe I was being a bit of a contrarian and you know just ignoring the classics. So I was really keen to taste that one blind. Also, it should be said that um, I picked four of the six. Yes, beers blind. I picked three, and I'd scribbled out two and changed them back again. Unbelievable. Yeah, second guess myself. Um, So last I ran for you. What did that score out of 50 for you? Uh, 44 out of 50 for me. Uh, so that was first for me. I had la- oh, Sorry, first equal for me. Yeah, you had an equal, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I I had the Black Dog Estate Hopped equal score. I was very surprised by that. Second time I've had this beer. First time I had it, did not like it. Didn't get much yeast character. It was just a bit bland. Yeah, so the first time that I had it, I really, really enjoyed it. But I was thinking that in this sort of field, it might not hold up as mm. well. Maybe purely because it was James's first saison. Yep. But it held did up you have the, that second? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty comfortably second, actually. Um, that I so I, I j- j- just just nudged out Dupont for me. Mentioned to to James the brewer at Black Dog. Um, I asked him about that that beer and asked if he was going to brew it again because he was brewing a saison but he's brewing a, a different one at the moment and he said to me I, I didn't think you liked the original brewers looking at untapped scores is dangerous because <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said you know to be honest I didn't but I had it again and it was the, they've only done one batch and it was a lot funkier and he wasn't sure if there's bottle variation or if it had just developed in the bottle I'm wondering if it developed in the bottle a bit more but it was, it was great. tasting really, really yeah, good. Yeah, um, my notes have it as gra. What about cloves, green banana, spice, lemon, citrus, um, clean, crisp, lively lemon peel, aniseed. It's yeah. also quite funny that um, that was the first local one that we had, yeah. and I think both of us went. This is Bridge Road. Yeah, this Bridge Road, Hanscom. Yeah. yeah. Where did Bridge Road come for you? Uh, Bridge Road came in at. Uh, second last, but sort of, there wasn't much separating the last four for mm. me. So I had it thirty three out of fifty. So that one, the Phantom and the Dupont, all scored pretty similarly. Yeah. Um, but it was that yeah in that sort of like low to mid thirties. That was that was last for me. I thought that was going to be first. For it me. was surprising. It didn't, and I guess that the Durank and the. Um, DuPont for me were the, the three bottom and drinking them critically blind with you know really really thinking about it yeah I didn't I didn't really enjoy them after we finished and we finished off the bottles they were fine um, and it kind of showed to me the difference between sitting there and drinking something blind and thinking about it yeah. whereas just sitting there really enjoying it and so while they got last I didn't hate them at all yeah. I, I really enjoyed them but there was a clear jump between those and the ones that that I liked the most. Yeah, uh, I think, well, because we were sort of going by the BJCP style guidelines, but the Lacerine Saison has just just hit every single mark. What, um, to you, what is a, what do you want in a Saison? I just want, uh, I want a 
strong I, w- I want to be tasting the yeast I want yep. that to be the prominent characteristic I want it to be dry I want it to be clean mm. um, uh, and kind of smooth like a little bit smooth mm-hmm. so I think um, that's kind of what I had in my mind and it usually I think I've formulated what I want from a from drinking Chevalier Saison in the past and Saison mm. DuPont mm-hmm. um, but doing it critically uh, Lacerine killed it mm, definitely the um, we should discuss Phantom as well yeah um, <laughs> so when that one came out it came out second or so with the the Black Dog every beer you know the similar characteristics you've got your lemon peel your yeast your um, citrus, all that, all that jazz, yeah. a little bit of spicy, you know. Phantom, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, that <laughs> came out as, as like fruit salad. It and tasted like a bowl of fruit salad. Yeah. yeah. So, out of all the beers, while that didn't win it for me and it didn't win it for you, um, I think it scored pretty lowly for you. If oh you, no! Well, it was in that sort of section. It was thirty-four. Yeah. yeah. If you were to get another beer out of the beers that we got. If I could, like, if they're all the same price and I could buy one bottle of any of those beers, it's Phantom every day of the week. Yeah. It's so enjoyable and fun, but it just didn't quite fit in. Well, it could cost pretty it cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in this circumstance, and we kind of put it in there thinking, well, I put it in there thinking, okay, how's this going to go? Because I'd only had one bottle of, of that Saison before, um, the regular one, and it's developed. Like, I'd had that six months ago, and this one, the bottle we had was in my cellar. It changed so much in that six months. Um, it went from pineapple-y, um, quite, yeah, mostly pineapple and sort of some tropical fruit and intriguing to this just smells like a bowl of strawberries. A bowl of strawberries, like a fruit salad and someone put too many strawberries in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was fantastic. It was really yeah. good. It was interesting. And, and I guess that, to me, you know, if you take BJCP out of it and, and look at what's happening in Saison's and probably when Saison started, the barrels they were using and, and the yeast that was floating around the farmhouses was probably not a clean Y yeast strain, but, um, <laughs> that it, you know, cultured from Saison DuPont or, or whatever else it's been cultured from. So um, that's probably truer to style if you look historically and you don't look at the last 20 years of, you know, homebrew competitions or 30 or 40 years. Um, which is interesting about the Saison style because it can be anything from that you know, clean Saison DuPont to, in, in the States now, they're, they're throwing wild yeast into a Saison and not labelling it any different. They're not calling it a a wild beer. It's just a Saison, um, which is fun. Yeah. But um, I think if, I think if the exercise taught us anything, um, it's that it's interesting to compare with the same criteria across a few different beers. Yep. But... You get more what more enjoyment from just taking for what it is and drinking a beer. Exactly, because yeah. even though like I was surprised by the score that we gave the Bridge Road Chevalier Saison, hmm. whenever that turns up in the posse pack, I'll still be clicking my heels and I'm and buying it outside that um, hmm. outside that pack. Hmm. So it's not going to change my overall enjoyment of it. I think um, that and the Saison Dupont and the Durant one, they were a little bit older. I think. Oh, the Durant one certainly tasted certainly tasted older. Yeah, and they didn't. They don't seem to have held up that long in the bottle. Um, that was pretty easily the lowest scoring one for me. The Durant mm, one, which is interesting because I've had that in the past and I loved it. Uh, yeah, it's the same here actually. Yeah. So, I guess a, a straight up saison without any wild yeast probably doesn't age that well. Um, whereas the Phantom, who knows what yeast was in it, is. Oh, actually, I think we 
I mean, I don't know how long it was around the the brewery, but I think the logic that we used with the Chevalier didn't seem too old, though. I think it was about six months. So that doesn't that isn't that old in the greater scheme. It's not a year, um, obviously. I know how to, <laughs> I know how to count <laughs> it's months. Sure, it's not two years either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it but was then, interesting. The yeah, age. It certainly show. was interesting. Yeah. Because after we finished the tasting and we had sort of half a dozen half empty bottles, we just put the Warriors on and just tasted a few different so I was like we didn't watch The Warriors thinking of the movie no no uh, we should watch The Warriors the, it's a great movie <laughs> yeah we have watched we watched The Real Warriors Clay and Steph yep. um, uh, and then we just sort of like were tasting different saisons just for the hell of it and that was great yeah that was a good time it was ah memories so huh? I, I think what we've, what we've taken away from it is yeah critically you're going to judge things more harshly than you normally would yep. uh, which is, is why you do it and as I said, I really wanted to, to get Saison DuPont in there to find out if I actually don't like it or I um, am just being a contrarian. It turns out I don't like it that much, uh, whether or not it was an old bottle. I've had some of their you know seasonal stuff. I can't remember what it's called. Their sort of, I think I had their dry hopped one okay. um, when I was in Belgium, and that was obviously a lot fresher, and that was really good. So maybe it's a freshness thing. Certainly we can't control, but they're on the shelves, so... Um yeah, these all came off the shelf. Yep. So, you know, this is, or you got one on the posse pack, but it's the same as what you would mm-hmm. have got on the shelf. So, so it's a very interesting exercise, but um, you shouldn't let that get in the way of enjoying a delicious saison there. Yeah. Now, I should mention, I uh, so Hills Farmstead, Hill Farmstead out of the US, those guys are the kind of, I think they're being seen as the, the hottest brewery in the world at the moment. Um, really hard to get their beers unless you're right Local, there yeah. they're expanding um, but there's a really good discussion um, on the Good Beer Hunting podcast which is an American podcast I'll link to it in the show notes um, he talks about his approach to Saison or, or farmhouse beers um, he doesn't like using either of those terms uh, I'm not sure if I agree completely with what he's saying but it's interesting to hear him talk about that style and and um, yeah, all, all the differences there can be in a in that kind of beer and a farmhouse beer and what it, what it means to be a farmhouse beer. And considering that, you know, that seems to be the style that people have been saying for years is going to be the next, you know, IPA, which, I don't know, there's room for everything. But, yeah, it's interesting to hear someone that is that respected talk about it um, so plainly. How long have they been around for? Mm, 20 to, like, five or six years, I think. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, because w- whatever I see on social media, it just makes me want to track them down and yeah. buy them all. Yeah, so we've got a bottle in the cellar that that we need to open up for a tasting soon of their beer, one of their beers. Um, I've got a Belgian collaboration as well of theirs, um, so you can get their bottles if you if you're sneaky about it. But I don't know if you're going to the states, maybe schedule on a trip and and see. Like in terms of new world saison styles, um, those guys are the you know the place to look. Um, hmm. I am heading over. Nowhere near Vermont, though. No, no. Now, we didn't mention the, the next grisette that we had poured. No, we didn't. Did you want to mention it? Uh, sure. It's the uh, 2014, 15, I guess, um, Posse Ale from Bridge Road. Uh, and they've gone with the grisette this time, and I really like it. I do really like it. It's. I didn't bring the bottle in, so I don't know how... Much percentage oh, it is. Can you? I think it's four point four. Can you check that for us, M? The percentage on the posse ale. 
Sorry, our producer has a cold, so she's... Uh, I'm going to go with 4.4. Is he right? Okay, so this Ding. is a full percentage lower than the one we had. So this is probably closer to the, you know, traditional style. But what is traditional style? Yeah. Um, very similar colour to the last one we it had. It is, yeah. Um, I think I like the Kraftwerk one more, but I wouldn't be mad to get any of them. They're yeah, true. Um, I think the, the Kraftwerk one sort of starts off with that burst of sweetness and then dries up straight away. Mm. This doesn't have that. It's probably more of a... It's, it's a bit longer. Mm. It's, it's still very dry, but um, that kind of evolution mm. is kind of more fun in the Kraftwerk one, but this is really nice though. Yeah. Uh, it is great to see more, you know, we just picked up those six saisons from the shelf. We've got two grisettes here. Yeast what a world, forward. huh? Yeah, man. And I, I, I tweeted the other day that I went to my local Thirsty Camel, uh, which I guess to non- Australian listeners, that's a chain. I think they're probably owned by Woolworths or something. I probably, don't know. yeah. Owned by a big supermarket. And I got the whole La Siren range just off the shelf. Um, grabbed a wild Saison, a uh, farmhouse red, and a Saisonette. Their Saisonette, uh, which is their sort of 3.5% Saison. Very, good. very good. good. Yeah. That might be my favourite of their range. Um, uh, I'd be very close to that, yeah. And I feel like if we had to put that into the Blind tasting, I would have been. It would have t- scored very well, I think. Hmm. Hmm. I was going to bring one, but um, we decided to go for the classic. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add to saison um, discussion? Brewers, brew more saisons. Get more adventurous. Stick them in a barrel. Stick some wild yeast in and see what happens. Put them in a farmhouse. Find a farmhouse. It's not bad. Invest in a bit of farming. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, a shed that gets pretty hot. If we get some warm weather, I'm really gonna. I'm excited. I think I might try a, an all Brett saison. Uh, which I don't know. Is that just an all Brett pale? Who knows? Like, what's the difference? I'm putting it in a, a shed. Yeah, it'll ferment. I'll higher. give it to. I'll give it to a farmer after he's worked in the fields and call it a saison. Because that's really what the style is, right? Yeah. Hand it yeah. to a farmer, it becomes a saison. Yeah. Get some. Get a slave or two. Pay him in. I don't think there's slavery involved, was there? Was French slaveries? Well, Slavins? the workers, unless it's slavery, might just be. Jeez, he's jumped to slavery. Powerful imagery is all I'm trying to use, yeah. <laughs> it's way too controversial for this. Slaves wouldn't have got paid in Saison anyway, would they? Maybe. They would have got the last runnings. What are Something we even talking like about? Let's tape it off, hasn't it? All right, let's. Um, any, any last things you want to add about blind tasting? Um, no, I think I've already mentioned what I think about it. Do you have anything else? No. No. All right. All right, good one. Kick it in the guts. Come back in a sec. Cool. Welcome back, everyone. So we've got a couple of recommendations to, to throw down. Yes, we do. Do you want to kick it off? I'll kick off with a beer recommendation. Um, very thematic. It's probably the reason why I um, have chosen this, because it just reminded me how good it was. It's probably been one and done in the past, but I don't care. Uh, my recommendation is the last three and so on. 
It's so good. What a shock after give, you gave it. 44 out of 50, <laughs> I know. Um, I hadn't had it in a while since we did that tasting, and I've had it a lot since then um, because it's great. Hmm. It's really good. Hmm. What about you? Look, my recommendation is, and in the break, um, and I've blogged about this, and everyone's talking about, you know, classic styles and the Sam Adams that I mentioned before and the, the list and everyone's just getting hung up on beer and beer's place in history and which beer is the, oh, you should drink this classic and you should remember these are good styles or, oh, no, let's drink something exciting. Just go drink a fucking beer. Like, go to your bottle shop, find a beer that you like or a beer that you haven't heard of. Don't look it up on Rate Beer or Beer Advocate. Don't look it up on Tapped. Just get it and enjoy it. And if it sucks, say that it sucks and it's good. Say that it's good. Yeah. Just yeah. go drink a beer. It's a pretty non-specific recommendation. But oh. I think it's a good one, though. Let's go and do it. Yeah. What are you doing? Go make one. Make a beer. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm throwing my notes down. That's the He did. I can test it. Um, no, but seriously, though. Like, so much discussion and analysis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, look, we're sitting here analyzing and discussing beers, but... Yeah, take all that crap away and go drink a beer. That's my, that's my recommendation. All right. I can't remember what my non-beer one... So maybe I'll kick off with mine right. then first. I'm tr- I can't even remember what yours was either. Um, I don't know if I had one. Oh, okay. But mine is um, a pretty simple one. Again, it's Melbourne-focused, but what are you going to do? That's where I live, huh? <laughs> and uh, uh, so mine's going to be Waverly Pitch and Putt. What is Waverley Pitch and Putt? Well, it's located in Waverley. That's where the name starts. Okay, that makes uh, sense. And it's a pitch and putt golf course. It's par three golf course. What's the pitch in pitch and putt? The pitch? Yeah. Well, do you know what the putt is? I know what the putt is. Okay, yeah. so I, I to just... get yourself into a position to do the putt, you've got to pitch with a pitching wedge or a sand wedge. Oh, so that's part of it. It's not just a... It's not just mini golf. Right, okay. Like, like the holes vary between like 40 metres and about 70 metres in distance. Uh, okay. Um, are you, have you played golf before? Like are you, if you've got a pitching wedge on your hands, you know what, you, you know what you're doing? It's pretty much, but the reason why this is so enjoyable is because it's very accessible to anyone, whether they can play or not. So just for example, um, I went up with my housemate and he doesn't play golf at all. Um, and... I don't know. There was a negligible score difference, so hmm. it's then there's a lot. Of, it's good for kids. Anyone goes and plays. So, so basically, uh, you are just rubbish at it, even though you've played a few times. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good fun. It was a beautiful day when I went. So that sort of makes anything you do um, that little bit more enjoyable. But man, Wellington Road, head down. You're right. Tell them I sent you, and you won't get any. They'll just look at you. <laughs> They'll be confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heard this on the Isle of a Time it's podcast. It's good fun. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. We've looked at we've talked about doing mini golf for a driving range. Uh, I, I like it. I like a mini golf. It's fun. Yeah. And here's what you do then, huh? You go to the Waverley. <laughs> they're not a sponsor of the show, but um, <laughs> you go to the Waverley one next door. What do you find? Mini golf. But so, I mean, you've just done one anyway, so you're like, you've kind of done an expanded version. It really is different. Um, I I don't want to get into an argument on okay, ever, but right, uh, right. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only played golf once. I enjoyed it. I was yeah. out in the sunshine. I was walking around. Yeah. I was uh, hitting... I was, I was trying to get a small thing into a larger thing, which is one of the greatest enjoyments. Like, if you get a small thing into yeah. a larger thing by throwing it or hitting it, yeah. you're very happy. 
can be a you know bit of paper into a rubbish bin. Yeah, exactly right. Such a it's one of the best feelings. As a kid, the amount of like hours I'd wasted just shooting like free throws in my backyard, mm. just because you like to get the ball in the ring. Yeah. As an adult, the amount of time I waste at work trying to throw rubbish into the recycling <laughs> bin, <laughs> probably just as much as you wasted time as a kid. Yeah. If my boss is listening to this, I work hard. He doesn't listen. No. Um, great. Did you have a non-beer? Uh, yeah, I did. I remember what it was. So, as we mentioned, we took a holiday to mm. New Zealand. That's right. And we went to Queenstown. So we went there because we were going to do a, a hike. So we did a three-day hike. It was a lot of fun. The Rootburn track. Um, do that. That's awesome. Like, you're walking through mountains and, like, lakes and there's no one around and there's snow and weather. It's and, serene. Is that what you say? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, just... The, the most beautiful thing I've seen. If I say, if someone showed me photos of it, or if it was on a movie, if it was say Lord of the Rings, yep. I would say, well, that's all CGI. That place doesn't exist, but it does. Like it, it actually exists, and it's way better than what it looks like in the movies. Waterfalls everywhere, just mountains, and yeah, amazing, beautiful. But Queenstown itself is a lot of fun. We because Queenstown's sort of like a tourists' it's location, a tourist isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're, you're walking around this just. It's just tourists everywhere. We didn't get served by, like, any New Zealanders when we were, you know, no one seemed to be from New Zealand that lived there. Um, Where are they from? England. Just all around the Foreign parts. places. Okay. Um, quite a few Australians. We stayed at an Airbnb. We had a view of the lake and the Remarkables mountains. How were they? They were remarkable. Okay. It's so weird, though. Everyone's like, people say, say to you, oh, they're not called the Remarkables because they look like that. You know, it's not because they're remarkable. It's because they run north to south. And there's only two mountain ranges that do that. The other one's the Rockies. Like, well, they, so they're still called the Remarkables because they're remarkable. Like, it's still a remarkable thing. Like, it's, it's like people build it up like there's some other story behind it. It's just that they are remarkable. Yes, but, like, if someone's telling you that it runs north to south and that's uncommon, mm. that's somebody making a remark to you. Yeah. So by definition, it is remarkable. Yeah. But whatever. Right. Um, the actual, the actual town itself, though, it's a lot of fun because you can do like whatever, like anything you, any extreme sport you want. Yeah, because like Queenstown's a lot of like bungee jumping, yep. that sort of activity, isn't it? So I did a uh, bungee swing. Well, not a bungee swing, but a giant swing out near the bungee jumping, where you're harnessed in, you drop seventy meters and you swing. I think three hundred meters wow. over the valley. It was pretty terrifying. Uh, I did it twice. I did it backwards, the second time. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, that was a lot of fun, actually. And Did Em have a go? No. No? She went uh, heli, heli whitewater rafting. Hey? So they take you up in a helicopter and you go whitewater rafting. But Take me through it. Like, what, what happens? You're mm. in the helicopter. Yeah, and then they drop you off and then you jump into a raft and raft back down. Huh. Um, I didn't do that. I was supposed to go hand gliding and they cancelled it because the wind was too windy. Like, That's probably fair, though. Yeah, but then I was stuck, like, what do I do now? So I went jet boating. That was fun. Not as fun as hand gliding would have been. We also did some mountain biking around sort of like some trails that weave around some wineries. Excellent wineries, some really beautiful um, red wines. What else did we do? Heaps. There's just so much to do in, in Queenstown. It's a great place. Good Ex- recommendation. Expensive, though. Is it? Oh, because yep. touristy, of course. Yeah, save your cash. Um, but, yeah, really... Just if you're looking to take a break, it's so easy to get to from from Australia, and yeah, a lot of fun. 
Just over the ditch, yeah? Just across the ditch. Yeah. Anything else to add for the coming weeks? I, I, I feel a little bit like I said pitch and putt and you've gone through this like massive holiday <laughs> in Queenstown. You go to the States soon, though, so you'll have a yeah, plethora so. of stories. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, I think we're going to go eat some barbecue for lunch. If you're up for that, Dave, you can you can join us. Interesting. The Melbourne oh, Barbecue Festival is happening today. Oh, it is too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? If I get outside and it's just pouring in the rain, I'm just going home. Don't blame you at all. Yeah. Um, are we finishing up here? I think so. Should we do our uh, How to Find Us? Oh, yes, we should. Um, firstly, thank you for Toehider for the music. Again, endlessly appreciated. You should listen to their music. They make very interesting and fun stuff. It's good for your ears. It is good for your ears. The website for this, com, for show notes um, and, and my blog ramblings. Where can they find you on Twitter, Dave? Uh, they can find me at MelbDave, uh, and they can send me an email if you'd like, Dave at AlevaTime.com. Luke at AlevaTime.com, or if you want to get our producer, that's Emma at AlevaTime.com. Do you know she got an offer of free beer the other day? Joking. Yeah, so someone listened to this and offered her free beer. Didn't offer us any free beer. We never got the beer anyway, so what a waste yeah, she never got the beer. Maybe because we call her a producer, they think that all the strings are pulled. So if you want to get to Ale of Time, you go straight you, to the top. It's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, true. Um, Twitter for me, at Ale of Time. And Check out the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Ale of Time. Yep. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Oh, I added it to Stitcher Radio. Uh, I don't really know what that is. It's kind of an alternative to an alternative podcast platform, but we're up there now. Okay. So check out Stitcher. I'm not even sure of the URL. You can search for us on there. Yeah, search for it. Um, It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, I'll do that. The and yeah, uh, rate us and like uh, review us on iTunes if you if you want. That'd be nice. Yeah. How to put how to put smiles on our dials? Look, you you'll be sitting at a computer at some point in the next two or three days. That Surely. You hear this. Just just go, oh look. I'll, how long does it take? ITunes. Done. Five stars. Just wait. a minute, right? Yeah, five stars though. You can't. You can't spare a minute. Yeah, we'll take three and a half stars. Oh, that'd be great, really. Yeah, I'll take three. Because what's that? Like sixty, sixty-five percent, something like that. No. Yeah, yeah. I'll have that. Oh, definitely. Um, kick it in the guts. Kick it. Kick it.